You're listening to the Conscious Pharmacist Podcast, a show for pharmacist healthcare providers who have answered the call to practicing on purpose. Now, here's your host, internationally recognized HIV pharmacist, author, speaker, patient advocate, and president of MishRx Pharmacist Consulting Services, and your Conscious Pharmacist, Michelle Sherman. You're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. This is Michelle Sherman, president of Mishorex Pharmacist Consulting Services and the host of the Conscious Pharmacist podcast. We're here today for episode two with our collaboration between the Conscious Pharmacist podcast and the Healing Medicine Show with Dr. Blair Tillemeyer. And today we're going to talk about integrative medicine, business models, and entrepreneurship. How's it going, Blair? It's going wonderfully. I think, you know, part one of this metamorphosis series, we kind of began to dig into our own personal stories. And and I shared a little bit about finding out that, you know, that I had this methylation deficiency. And you shared a little bit about your back injury and you know, how you were able to heal from that without using, um, you know, or using constantly the, the pain medicines and surgical interventions and things that you were offered as first line therapy. And so I think in, in part of this series, one of the, one of the things that I'd really like to, have our listeners here uh, of the Conscious Pharmacist podcast and of the Healing Medicine show to begin to think about in realizing is that if we if we want to have a career that's more aligned, that's more meaningful, that is more purposeful and helps us to live with passion, look look at what we have been through, look at our own personal experiences and begin to question maybe how you're approaching your own personal health. So, you know, for me, I I never, I was trained as a pharmacist. I remember talking about the importance of folic acid in pregnancy for neural tube development. And I never dreamed that, I could be one of those MTHFR mutations. I thought, you know, it was it was kind of a footnote that was mentioned um, that supplementation may be required for the small percentage of the population that could be affected by this genetic variant. And when I got to doing my own research, it's actually very common in Caucasian women, uh, also in in Asian women to have this methylation um, enzyme, this missing MTHFR enzyme, or I would say uh, not missing, but underperforming enzyme. And I, it was after the birth of my second child, he was born and immediately the neonatologist wanted to order a, an ultrasound on him. And, you know, he's, minutes old and the first thing that, that my healthcare professional says to me is I need to order an ultrasound on your son 
And I said, why? And she said, he has a very deep sacral dimple um, that could be an open neural tube. And I said, let me see it. And she said, let, let me get him cleaned up and, you know, get all the, all the gunk off. <laughs> like I said, he's minutes old at this point. And she hands him back to me and I look at it and I say, this looks just like my daughter's. And my daughter has one at the very tip of, of the base of her spine. There is a very deep dimple. And later I found out from, from my dad that, that that was the dust dimple, that that was a hereditary dimple that has been passed down. When we talk about generational curses, I'm also wondering if some of these generational curses could be linked to our genetic code, our hereditary genetic code. And maybe, maybe so, maybe not, who knows, but we know that there are things like cycles of alcoholism, cycles of mental health challenges that are passed down in families from generation to generation. And so when he said that, it really was like, whoa, this is, this is something that's normal on that side of the family, that's unusual. I took folic acid. I took prenatal vitamins for both my pregnancies and in between my pregnancies. So there's no reason that I should be deficient in folic acid. So I did the genetic test on myself. It showed out I was at a very high risk for uh, Alzheimer's and also for Parkinson's disease. My maternal grandmother, the dust side, has Parkinson's disease and my paternal grandmother died of Alzheimer's disease and I remember that kind of being the gateway drug <laughs> you know me methylfolate and <laughs> methylated b12 became the the gateway drug for me to really begin looking at nutrition and supplementation in an entirely different way and really being empowered to say this doesn't have to be my story um of you know having this fate of an inherited neurological disease so so it's been that was a big part of of my paradigm shift i guess you could say in my own approach to to my personal health. No, absolutely. You know, as our careers have evolved and, you know, becoming a pharmacist, why we became pharmacists and working in a pharmacy and then expanding into these, you know, roles and these careers that, you know, we've both created for ourselves. I mean, when, when I started Mishorex Pharmacist Consulting Services in 2005, everybody around me thought I was like insane. Like I'd lost my mind. Like you can leave this, you know, secure behind the counter job and go and do this. But I, I knew from my core that there, there, there's more. And, you know, this shift into this metamorphosis into like integrative medicine, 
looking at who we are as individuals and, you know, transposing that on information with our clients is, is so important. I mean, where, how did I get onto this journey for, um, you know, health and integrative medicine and everything? It was also very, very personal. Um, you know, my, my partner had all these health challenges like fatigue, called chronic fatigue, tired uh she's a she's an athlete was a professional athlete and you know just doctor after doctor after doctor oh there's nothing wrong with you you know it's all in your head you're crazy you know on and on and on um and it, it was around about 2006 um she came back from the gym and her muscles just completely seized up she couldn't even get up the stairs we had to call like 911 go to the hospital oh magnesium's low this and that, uh, PCP said, oh, you just didn't drink enough Gatorade in the gym. That's That was the thing. Anyway, this goes on and on for years and years and years, you know, just very tired, pushing through like a lot of stuff. Anyway, in 2013, she woke up one morning and she couldn't even get out of bed, like literally couldn't use her hands, couldn't use her legs, couldn't actually like move, like she's like sipping coffee, like through a straw while I hold the thing. You go to him, oh, no, you, you know, you, it's, it's magnesium again. This is wrong. Don't know what's going on. We went to, like, um, immunologists and everything. Oh, it's just arthritis, you know, from, you know, all, all the sports you've been playing. It's arthritis. We're just going to put you on steroids. We went to, like, the, the best, like, orthopedic practices in L.A. Like, these these surgeons, like, work on the Dodgers and the angels, like, it's like, it doesn't matter. It's the best, you know, I'm of the, of the, the mind when it comes to your health, like what price are you going to put on that? Nothing matters. Mm-hmm. I, I like, don't care how much it costs anyway. Also, Oh, it's a bursa. It's a this, it's a that. Anyway, in the end, we, we find a doctor, an integrated medicine in doc in San Diego. That's referred by this um nurse naturopath that that I I mentioned and we go and it turns out she has Lyme disease chronic Lyme disease all these things headaches everything and I know how sensitive she is to like pharmaceuticals you know if I take a dose of something she needs like a minuscule dose of that same something and I, I, I knew that antibiotics would kill her the way they treat Lyme if they even recognize that it's a real thing and we did research um, I don't know if you've heard of Stephen Bonner. He he recently passed away, mm-hmm. but he's a botanist. And he created um, all these, he, he's got a whole series of books on, you know, antivirals from, from plants and um, herbs and things. And he had a whole book on Lyme and we researched like everything. And we, together with this integrative medicine doctor in San Diego, we put on a protocol of all these um tinctures and herbs and supplements and um, homeopathic stuff and everything, as well as like juicing. We have an organic farm like half a mile away from our house. And I literally got fresh stuff every day and juiced for like a year. And thank God, touch wood today, she's like symptom-free, like a rock star, like being able to exercise and do everything. Completely like turnabout without going the traditional, like putting on vancomycin and all these antibiotics, I knew it would kill her. So, you know, obviously this isn't for everybody, but it was the route we decided to go. And we were able to shift her 
whole system to put the Lyme in remission, if you want to call it or whatever. And then she's on like wow. just a maintenance course of supplements and things like that. But that's what got us into this thing. And I did a holistic um, life, life, lifestyle um, course with um, Paul Check. I don't know if you've ever heard of Paul Check. He, he was, he's from San Diego and all these kind of things. And then took me into the more spiritual, energetic kind of modalities. And I really try to incorporate that in the work that I do with patients every day. And, you know, you've created an incredible business model, um, innovation, creating pharmacists that are entrepreneurs who want to get out from behind that strangling um, assembly line, like Lucy in the chocolate factory and do (laughs) what they feel in their heart and their passion is to help patients. How do how do how do pharmacists make that shift? Yeah, I and thank you for sharing that, Michelle. And it's so good to hear that you know there there is healing that our bodies are created with this intelligent design that when we can get out of our own way, so to speak, and allow our bodies the building blocks that it needs to do the healing of its own, whether that's physical or mental or emotional or spiritual or energetic. They, you know, I've heard that that when you ask someone, you know, what's the most important thing in the world to you that you'll hear a million different answers. When you ask a a sick person, what's the most important thing in the world? They only give one answer and it's their health. And it is the one thing that when we can begin to view that as the the guide point, the North star for our profession, you know, as is healing, that's an innovative idea. And my, my work has always been around advancing the profession of pharmacies. And as we're talking about these innovative business models, people are going, well, you know, how do, how do I get patients to pay for that? How, you know, what, what should I do? I, I, I mean, there's a lot of diabetics that come in my pharmacy. Maybe, maybe I could help people with diabetes. And I say, are you passionate about diabetes? And they'll go, well, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm passionate about helping people get off their diabetes medicines. And so then I go, okay, you know, kind of coaching them like, well, how would you imagine yourself doing that? And then the conversation becomes, well, I'd recommend intermittent fasting. Well, I'd recommend a ketogenic diet. Well, I would recommend, um, you know, healing their gut health. I'd recommend juicing. I'd recommend the nutrigenomics test, you know. that. So there's so many opportunities that the last thing I want to do is hand someone this business in a box that, that that's not going to work for them. It's like, why would you, why would you want to train yourself 
to to be an entrepreneur, to open your own consulting business like you have, specializing in in HIV care and living well with HIV, or you know, like some of my other clients that have specialized in helping women who are trying to conceive naturally or to to heal um, heal depression and anxiety through mindfulness, through Reiki healing, through sound frequencies. I mean, there's so many opportunities. People ask me, what's the best business model? And I'm like, well, the best business model is the one you're passionate about. <laughs> you know, it's like, you wouldn't want to sign up for an MLM company to sell something that you didn't really feel all that excited about, you know, my best friend's a, she's a nurse practitioner and I'm going to tell on her, but she, uh, she was asking me about signing up to sell this makeup line. And I was like, well, you know, how long have you been using it? And she was like, well, I just started. I just think it's a good opportunity because no one else is doing it. And I said, well, do you wear makeup a lot? And she's like, no, I never wear makeup. And I'm like, I don't think you're going to be very good at selling something that you don't use. Uh, and, you know, just because you think it's going to be a great idea and a business model, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to discount that. It may be. But um, I think the variable there is what I talk about for entrepreneurs and when I teach teach pharmacists to think like an entrepreneur, it's problem, solution, variable. And there may be, you know, there's lots of problems, lots of health problems we can solve out there. So Lyme disease, for example, if a pharmacist, I I know there are pharmacists out there. um, I believe Christine Arsenault, is is helping patients heal from Lyme disease holistically. So she's providing a solution for patients with Lyme disease. But then there's also a variable. You may be the best clinical pharmacist. You may have the most amazing program in the whole world that could heal all of these people. But the variable is no one knows who you are if no one knows what you're selling uh you know it's like it's like having the greatest restaurant on earth that no one's ever been to and that variable i think is important for for us to really begin to think about what what would we do as an entrepreneur what what would that innovative change be And so I recommend first looking into our own personal stories, the, you know, the advocacy that we're interested in and the things that we're curious about. And I remember writing my pharmacy school essay uh, when I applied to pharmacy school. And in the essay, I talked about wanting to study novel drug development in the Amazon rainforest. And of course that didn't happen, but I, I, it has kind of come full circle today. Now we have this retreat center in the blue zone, uh, beach rainforest area of Costa Rica that I'm actually bringing healthcare professionals 
to this blue zone, to this rainforest and helping them to experience this lifestyle medicine that integrates meditation and yoga and plant-based nutrition and giving them the time and the space to really look inward, to retell their own stories, to decide what is it that that they would like to bring to the world in order to have a bigger impact and, and legacy. And that's that's something that I'm super excited to to be able to do because it's so important that whatever business model we build that we feel a, a confidence behind it that we know our program is going to work. Oh, a- absolutely. Well, I mean, first of all, your your retreat in Costa Rica sounds like totally amazing where one can just be immersed in, you know, the energy of the forest and really get to who you are. And, you know, you, you hit on a, a great point, like, you can have the best program in the world, but if no one knows who you are, what good does it do? And I think notoriously as pharmacists, we, we're the best kept secret in healthcare and yeah. the worst at like talking about ourselves. We go in the shadows and take care of our patients and do just extraordinary stuff every day and nobody knows about us. And I think just now we're standing on the mountaintops with our hands held high, like screaming, like, look, look at us, look what we can do. And I think the COVID pandemic really brought that to the forefront where pharmacists really stepped up and the world, the media and everyone around us really realized like how critical we are in our role as healthcare providers. Absolutely. So I think, part three of our series, we're going to start digging into that, really start digging into what opportunity has the pandemic created for healthcare professionals and pharmacists to really begin thinking about what what this new paradigm in healthcare could look like and what personal shifts we need to make in our own lives to do our own healing to do our own inner work so that we can overcome some of the the mindsets and limiting beliefs uh that that's really keeping us stuck in this broken system no absolutely you know i i always believe like if you dream it you can be it and, you know, go for the pie in the sky. Look how big the sky in the universe is. There's plenty pie in the sky for everybody to have as much as they want. And we've got to just reach for that. And I I, I can't wait until we, you know, discuss part three and the identity shifts for, for, for success in our next episode. 
Thanks for listening to the Conscious Pharmacist podcast. We hope you subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. If you miss something, you can listen again or just read the transcript of the show on our website at mishrxconsulting.com forward slash podcasts. If you have a spare minute, don't forget to give us a review or rating on iTunes. Remember to practice on purpose. You're a rock star pharmacist and healthcare provider. And in the words of Mahatma Gandhi, be the change you wish to see in the world. The Conscious Pharmacist Podcast is a production of MishRx Pharmacist Consulting Services, your HIV pharmacist and pharmacy experts.